Hello and welcome to the Feminine Genius Podcast. This is a podcast that celebrates all women of God and their unique genius. I'm your host, Rachel Wong. Well, I can't believe that I'm saying this, but it's already been one year of the Feminine Genius Podcast, and I'm super excited. This is so wonderful. And, you know, if you had asked me a year ago if I ever thought that I would be able to make it to a year, I probably would have been very unsure, very uncertain. But over time, I've become more and more confident that I would make it to this date. And of course, now we're finally here. So first, I just want to say thank you so much for allowing me into your ears or your lives or your cars, on your walks, wherever it is that you listen to the Feminine Genius Podcast. Know that I'm super grateful for the opportunity and for the ability to be able to chat with so many different women and meet them and share their stories with you. It really has been such an exciting year, and I wanted to share three lessons that I've learned from putting this podcast together, interviewing different women, and the knowledge that I've been able to glean from them. Every woman has been unique, and every opportunity has really been special. I found myself in some very unique places and meeting some extraordinary women through this. And, you know, I'm also super grateful for their vulnerability, for their openness, and for their yes to their vocation and to live out the feminine genius. This has really been a wound in my heart that the Lord has been healing. And I would say that that's really the first lesson for me throughout this year was just that I've had this wound in my heart and I had no idea how I was going to heal it on my own. And in fact, I think there was part of me that didn't even realize that this was an issue that I had in my own life. The biggest thing that I was really grappling with was what does it mean to be a Catholic woman? And I think for a long time, like in my own life, I've had my own struggles and journey with suffering, whether it was through relationships or grief, mental health, and all those kinds of things. But all of that really was not maybe the only thing that I was dealing with. And in fact, I would say that all of this really is encapsulated by this wound that is, what does it mean to be a Catholic woman? And further, how do I live this out in a very meaningful and intentional way? Because I feel like growing up, I really struggled with this idea. And of course, this is not to say that I struggled with my femininity or the fact that I am a woman as a a sexual and physical being, like I am a woman. and, And there was never any doubt in my mind. But I was really struggling with how do I live out my femininity in a very authentic way? And how do I use the gifts that I've been given or I think that I've been given to serve God better. Because it seemed to me as I was growing up, there were a lot of women who seemed to know where they were going, and they knew exactly how to serve God. And what I mean by that is that sometimes we see in our parishes and our churches, these women who seem to just have it all together, whether they're mothers or they're volunteers. We see religious sisters who it looks like they know exactly what their vocation or calling is because they're religious sisters. You know, so we have all of these perceptions of what it means to be a Catholic woman. But then what happens when who you see yourself to be doesn't quite fit into that? And I think there's that. And there's also this idea that many times, especially in the formative years, we can be marked with a particular identity by the outside world. And we can really spend a lot of time trying to live up to that. So we either are trying to live up to an ideal that we perhaps 
we'll never be able to live up to. And by all means, we're not supposed to be living up to other people's standards. And at the same time, like it can make us feel very worthless if we aren't able to live it up to that. So the feminine genius, when I came into contact with Pope St. John Paul II's letter to women, and of course, Mulieris Dignitatum, and doing a lot of reading over the past year, I've come to understand the feminine genius as a framework for me to understand who I am. And the key is really the fact that I am a unique and irrepeatable human being, as are you. And because of that, because of the fact that no two women or, you know, no two humans are made alike, I therefore do not need to live up to a certain definition of what it means to be a Catholic woman, and neither do you. Each of us have a very unique definition as to what it means. And the one thing that unifies all of us is the fact that we are a daughter of God. So first and foremost, we need to be building our identity and build our understanding of the feminine genius from that very simple truth. And this is a truth that we can never earn, nor can it be taken away from us, that we are daughters of God. This was something that we were marked with from our birth and with our baptism. And it is something that no one can take away from you. When it comes to the woundedness that I felt through my own life, through suffering and feeling abandoned in relationships, having very impure relationships even, it is all a symptom of losing sight of that very identity. And I think to overcompensate for the fact that I had this wound in my heart, I was really trying to present myself as a woman that had it all together, whether it was through academics or work and professional life or showy relationships and money and fame and all these kinds of things. You know, all of these things that we know don't totally satisfy, right? St. Augustine says, our hearts are restless until they rest in the Lord. I have found this to be so true time and time again, but for the longest time, I had no idea how to articulate it. So when it came to reading The Feminine Genius, I really started to understand and God was really pulling back the veil to show me, look, this is what you've been seeking this whole time. And I want to give you a yet more excellent way. We don't have to hide and we don't have to run and we don't need to continually put ourselves out there as something that we're not. But first and foremost, we need to come back to the simplicity of daughtership and sonship, being a child of God and recognizing that that is where our worth and our dignity lies. And no one can take that away from us. It really has been this miracle that I've been able to not only see this wound reflected, but also that God has provided me with an opportunity to grow and heal from it. So I would say that that's really been the first lesson that I've learned this year, which is been really remarkable, and I'm so grateful for that. The second lesson that I have to see from this, I've come to see that this is really a vocation, and that really brings me so much joy, just because it's funny how the Lord works and His sense of humor is, is so perfect. Like I've mentioned before, I came into 2019 with this very deep desire to really figure out what my vocation is for my life. And I was thinking of it more on the long lines of, okay, Lord, am I called to marriage or am I called to religious life? Or maybe I'm called to consecrated virginity. But at the time, I didn't really understand what that was. So it was more of a 50-50 religious life versus married life. And, you know, of course, like that is a huge part of our journey and our destination to recognize this capital V vocation and how it is that we're supposed to image Christ back to the world, how it is that we're supposed to give of ourselves 
through love, either totally to God or to a spouse here on earth and ultimately showing our love through creating family. So through this, like I've also come to see that there is that smaller V vocation and that is career and also ministry. Ministry is also a huge part of vocation. And for a long time, I didn't think that I would ever be called to do a ministry. Like I, I didn't find myself to be as charismatic as some other people that I know or people that I admire who do this type of work. If we believe that the Lord has called each of us to bear his light to the world, and we know that in the Second Vatican Council, they talk about this universal call to holiness and mission. It was an understanding for me that I really had to come to grips with in that all of us are called out to this mission. And sure, it's like we're not all called to be one person speaking to like thousands of people. You know, ministry looks different to every person and the Lord will mold us in a certain way and he'll use the talents that he's given to us to help us to ultimately bring about the gospel message to other people. So what I've come to see is that the Lord can turn the most random things into something for his glory. And I say random just because I look back on my life and I've seen my desires and my interests and my talents kind of come and go. And when I look back on it now, it really does make sense. So I know that I have this passion for storytelling and writing, and he's gifted me with some hard skills and some opportunities that allowed me to learn more about audio and radio production, audio storytelling, all that kind of stuff. And maybe to the untrained eye, and especially my eye, I was kind of like, okay, well, all of this is super random. And and for the longest time, I thought that I was going to be headed towards like this music route or maybe like hardcore journalism slash storytelling, that kind of thing. I never would have imagined that I would be producing something like this, especially on my own, and especially after I'd failed so many times. And yet he was able to take all of these things. The moment I said yes, and I'm going to speak to this idea of giving our fiat or our yes in a little bit, but the moment that I said yes, he really brought together all of these like random plots or random points, and he connected them together in such a way that makes sense, not only to him, of course, but it made sense to me, and it really helped me to buy into the fact that, okay, maybe I can possibly do this. And ultimately, like this is never for our glory, but it's to bring back glory to him. In Matthew's gospel, he talks about, you know, being a light for the world. And I love that just because it shows us, and again, of course, it aligns with the um, universal call to holiness and mission. The fact that all of us are called to be Christ bearers and bearing his light to other people. It says in chapter 5, verse 16, let your light shine so that men will see your good works and give glory to your father who is in heaven. So ultimately, the work that I do through this podcast is not for me. And this has been a really humbling experience. I would say maybe this is 2A of the lessons that I've learned. But it's not about me. It's not about the listenerships or the likes or, you know, how many people I get on this podcast or how many people are tuning in and showing up to Instagram Live. Like, it's never about that. But ultimately, it's about God's glory and bringing about His glory, never about me letting our light shine so that other people will see the good works that I do and use that to glorify God. That leads us to, in many ways, understanding our vocation as well, right? When we understand our vocation and we understand where it is that we're meant to go, we become more of the person that God wants us to be. We become fully alive. St. Irenaeus says, the glory of God is man fully alive. 
when we are more of ourselves, we can glorify God even better because people will see our light, they'll see our joy, and they'll see the authentic witness that we have through this project or the work that we do. So I think in many ways, I have been called to this. This is something that I'm meant to do. And, you know, if I were to be fearful or try and pass this off to someone else, you know, no one would be able to do this. And this is not something that I mention out of pride. But really, it's that everybody has a very unique and individualized plan and purpose for their life. And God is depending on each of us to follow through and trust that he will make a way. And I think this ties into my third and final lesson that I'll share with you. And of course, this list is by no means exhaustive, but I wanted to kind of encapsulate it in three major points. This idea of a yes and how God will make a way when we give our yes. As many of you know, I am obsessed with the Feast of the Annunciation and this concept of fiat. And that's probably from World Youth Day in Panama, where this idea first kind of came to light for me, where the theme was from Luke's gospel, Here am I, the servant of the Lord. May it be done unto me according to your word. Fiat, yes. I saw that in May of 2019, after I... I, gave this initial kind of yes question mark to doing this podcast, the Lord opened up so many doors for me. And he not just opened, he obliterated the doors and obliterated the barriers that I had. He came to calm and quell all the fears that were inside of me, many of which were, you know, from my woundedness and from my brokenness in fearing that I would have nothing to contribute. When we say yes, even if it is a small one, he will take that and he will journey with us. And it's proof that he will never leave us orphan. He will never leave us alone. When we become more of the person he wants us to be, we live in the fullness of our life through our vocation, right? The glory of God is manfully alive. So he will open all the doors. And in fact, I found that I didn't even have to do anything for this podcast. Like, sure, I have to do interviews and then edit and put all the stuff together and what have you. But if nothing else, God had made everything easy for me. And I found over the course of the year that he has allowed me to meet with women that I would have never met in the first place. He's allowed me to hear stories from women that I thought that I knew, but now I was able to know in a more intimate way. And also just the amount of times that he's really come in clutch and just given me opportunities that I could have never done on my own, whether it was through connections that I have or just pure grace. It's all him, honestly. You know, I think one of the key standout moments that really sums up this is that when I was in Toronto in September of 2019, after a come and see, I was doing three interviews that day. I had come to sort of understand the Toronto transit system, like the subways and what have you. But of course, it's like, since I'm not from that city, I was a little anxious and a little worried. But he made a way. I had three different places to go to at three seemingly very different parts of the city, one of which was outside of kind of downtown Toronto proper. And I made every single one on time. And each of those conversations were so, so beautiful. This idea that he will open all of the doors for us. We don't even have to do anything. We don't have to lift a finger and he will make a way for us if this is something that is in line with his will. And we say yes. So those are the three lessons that I've learned that he's been using this as an opportunity for me to heal from past wounds, especially wounds about my identity as a Catholic woman, that I've been called to do this and that he wants me to do this for his glory. And that when we say yes to working with him, to co-laboring with him, 
He will make a way with our yes. So this leads me to share some very exciting things. And you probably may be wondering, what is next? What is next for this podcast? So of course, in my mind, I'm hoping to continue doing this for as long as I can, but especially into the next year. And like I mentioned earlier, throughout quarantine, I've had the opportunity to do a lot of interviews, and I know that that's just the beginning. There are so many women out there with a story, with stories that I know that you all need to hear, that I need to hear. So this ministry is changing and it's growing. And of course, it's not in the way that I initially thought. And to be quite honest, like I came into 2020 with this desire to do a lot more speaking, in-person speaking, and to build up my ministry that way. But of course, we know that with COVID-19 and sheltering in place, we couldn't do that. And in fact, I had a couple speaking engagements that were unfortunately canceled because it wasn't safe to do any in-person events. As bummed as I was that that wasn't happening, God was still at work in the process and he was at work in the background. In the time that I wasn't able to do in-person speaking, I was able to meet individually over Zoom or whatever other medium to meet with different women and get to know them, to chat with them and hear their experiences about the feminine genius and femininity and what it means to be a Catholic woman and all these beautiful things. So of course, I intend to come back to speaking. But even still, like having this opportunity to meet new people has been so wonderful. And I'm so grateful for the trust that has been built and the vulnerability that women have given to me, even though we literally had been just chatting over Instagram, like very briefly, is such a gift to be able to journey with different people, especially women. So thank you so much. I am really excited for what this all means for the podcast, but also I'm excited for what this will mean for you. And I hope that if nothing else, you remember that you have a unique call that only you can carry out. If you are struggling with your identity, take heart in knowing that the first thing that we need to reflect back on is the fact that we are children of God. We are sons and daughters of the light. And that when we say yes to him, not only will he make a way, but it is an opportunity for us to be more fully alive and full of grace for us to co-labor with him and glorify God through him. So whether it's music or podcasting or lettering, business, calligraphy, social media, athletics, whatever it is, all of this points to your capital V, big V vocation, and all of that ultimately points to how we show our love for our God. As St. Therese of Lisieux says, my vocation is love. So allow him to inspire you and don't be afraid of living out your personal genius. As Pope St. John Paul II says, do not be afraid. Life with Christ is a beautiful adventure. And when we do that, we become more fully who it is that he wants us to be. And ultimately, that's what he desires. He desires our happiness and he desires for us to understand who it is that we are in his eyes. So let's pray together. Let's ask for grace to see that. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Dear Lord, you are so good. And you are so good and you love us so much that you've given each of us a unique identity in you. You've given us an opportunity to love you every day and you've given us free will to choose because you love us. Help us to recognize our identities as sons and daughters of God and to recognize that it is through you that we become more of who we're meant to be. It is not through outside forces and it is not through the material things of this world 
but it is only through you that our hearts can find rest and comfort and that we become more fully alive. So help us to remember that and help us to find that and find you along the way and guide us always back to you even though we fall and we fail. And this we ask in your most holy name. Amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen. Dear friends, thank you so much for listening to the Feminine Genius Podcast. You can find this podcast wherever you listen to your shows, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud. You know the drill. You'll find it. Just search up the Feminine Genius Podcast. You can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We're at FemGeniusPod. All of the blogs and show notes and other amazing things can be found on our website, FeminineGeniusPodcast.com. And if I could humbly ask if you do love this show, if you wouldn't mind leaving a review on Apple Podcasts as it helps other people find the show and it also spreads the word that we each have a unique feminine and masculine genius. So until next time, may God continue to bless you and we'll talk to you very, very soon.